Warning. This podcast will contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoots Brunson. And I am S. Foster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous podcast. What's up with you, buddy? Man, long week this week, man. But uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In, 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 in the personal life and on the podcast, man, you know, this yeah. is the fourth pod this, four this week. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I've been, I've been putting in that work. That's so, but man, I'm excited about this one, man. I mean, we we closing a chapter for 2021, but you know what I'm saying? It was it was fun doing this, but man, how about yourself, man? Man, I'm feeling good, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? Just been working for real, working and working out. I ain't been doing too much, man. Trying to stay out the way. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I try to do the same thing, man. It's like yeah. I just try to try to stay clear, man, and just you know, because I feel like. I feel like, man, as far as, like, me and you and, like, the dudes that's on the team and shit, man, it's like mm-hmm. I got this tunnel vision, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like once I get on my shit, man, it ain't even really about friends. It ain't really about hanging out, family members and shit. It's just like, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, I got to, you know, I got to work to take care of my family right. and everything, you know, and my kids and all. But it's just like as far as, like, what we doing, man, I be having this tunnel vision, man, mm-hmm. and it's just like, that's why I've been working, man. That's why I've been working as hard as I've been working, man. So I feel you. You know, it's, it's, yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know, but uh, it was something I meant to tell you, but I, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. You know, okay. we, we, you know what I'm saying? We live right now. Yeah, definitely, man. You know what I'm saying? We doing this thing, man. Um, So this is the, I believe, 10th. Actually, it's the 9th, which is weird. I feel like, I feel like we've done more, but like, Oh, oh like, we, we did we did a scary movie before this. But you know what it was? Did we? I don't remember if we included Halloween Kills in this because it was a bonus we did, episode. We did, a, we did a bonus episode of Halloween Kills, and yeah. that, I think before that we did Evil Dead. I thought Evil Dead was the first one. Look, man, we'd be pie, man. I don't know. I thought I don't Evil even Dead remember. Was like the, was it we did a we did a horror movie or something like that before we even started this? No, I remember. I remember what it was because for some odd reason, you you said the same thing before, and yeah. what, what we did before we started was butterfly effect. Butterfly. Okay, so that's what that's what got me thinking. And I about to say we did something in, in that in that area. Yeah, yeah, like, it, it, but butterfly effect was. It ain't really horror. It's more like thriller. It, Still, like you got that. Yeah, they got that suspense to it. Yeah, yeah, man. So yeah, man, this is actually on the ninth one, which I felt like it would have been more, but I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> man, listen, man, we are on the ninth and final installment of the Viewers Anonymous Fright Fest. Um, so instead of bringing you a movie today, we figured we send some um some flowers out, man, and give um. You know what I'm saying? Give some kudos and praise to a um a horror movie legend, a horror movie icon. Um 
I don't even know what other word a horror movie goat for real. I think this dude yeah. is he solidified um in the horror genre. Um today we're gonna go ahead and give flowers to the one and only man Wes Craven. Real quick, I want to send a shout out to Rest Craven because I hold finally on, hold, won. Whoa, hold on, hold on, whoa. What's up? What's, what's up? Down, my guy. Hold what's on, up? man. You my guy. I hate to do this to you, man, but you forgot okay. about what we watching, man. Oh damn, I did. I, you know, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so excited to tell what I found out, but I okay, you're right, you're right. Because I'm 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 excited about this, man. I can't believe I what too. I found out, man. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, let's get into what we watching. My fault, bro. What we watching? All right, man. So real quick, what we're watching is basically um, a little appetizer, you know what I'm saying, for the main course of what we usually do. It's just something that we can give the uh, I say viewers, the listeners, um, something else, you know what I'm saying, to grasp on to, because, you know, we usually only do one movie or one TV show per episode. So this is our way of kind of, kind of you know what I'm saying, giving you guys something else to, you know what I'm saying, get hip to or, you know what I'm saying, go back and watch. So what you got, bro? All right, so there's this, it's been going on for a while, but I, I didn't watch. Um, well, actually, I did. I was about to lie. I seen two episodes of some that was earlier, but Netflix got this thing going on called The Movies That Made Us. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So I had watched, I watched The Dirty Dancing one. I watched Home Alone, but like they got a horror thing going on for October. So I watched Halloween. I watched the Friday the 13th one and I watched the Nightmare on Elm Street one. Man, the information and the detail that these people go to, like the interviews of the people that they have on these shows, like they have the some of the directors, they have, you know, people that was writing, they have the people that was doing lighting, makeup, all that stuff. So they're able to give us these stories behind the scene and how things even came about. So yeah. I got one that I, I, I got to say this. I got to put this on wax, man, for the people that haven't mm-hmm. seen it, right? So you you know, everybody know or know that I'm a huge Halloween savant. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? It's, it's like my favorite franchise. I found out something I had no idea about, my guy. Okay. So I'm watching this shit. It's the first episode of this season, well, this installment of it. So I'm watching this shit. So they were like, all right. So in the script, like they named him like uh he like they didn't give him a name. It was some shit like the shadow or some shit like that. So they were like, all right, so we need to figure out like we want to give this person like a mask. So they were like, all right, so what are we gonna do about masks? So they send somebody out and like so they get two masks, right? Mm-hmm. They get one mask as the clown mask. They tried it. They shot it. It's like, this don't look right. We, right. we got to do something else. The other mask, you're not going to believe this shit, dude. So, do you remember who played Captain Kirk in the original Star Trek? I know who you're talking about. I don't remember his name, though. William Shatner, right? Yeah. William Shatner, that's his name. I'm thinking of... Um... <laughs> I'm thinking of um, what's the ball dude that played in Deep Space Nine, or was it Deep Space Nine? Patrick, um, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. I'm thinking of Patrick Stewart. Go ahead though. So, 
Dude, so back in the day, back in the 70s, they had a mask mm-hmm. for Captain Kirk. Dude, let me tell you what they did. So they that was the other mask. They had a, a clown mask and a mask of Captain Kirk. Mm-hmm. So this is what they do. They cut the eyes out to make the eyes a little bigger. Mm-hmm. They cut the eyebrows off and painted it white. Did you have any idea that the whole time Michael Myers is wearing a William Shatner face? I have no idea. I didn't, hey, even know, I didn't even know they made a William Shatner mask. That's more surprising <laughs> to me. Dude, I'm That's crazy. Here, I'm sitting here in the... I'm amazed at this point. Like, are you kidding me? It's a it's William Shatner of all people. So William Shatner been Michael Myers this whole time. This whole time. That's crazy. That's crazy. But this is the thing, and they talked about this, and I'm glad they addressed this. And, and I, I'm gonna move y'all. I swear. The <laughs> only thing that was crazy about it, and and I wonder why it was always different. Mm-hmm. So, the dude customized the mask himself because, yeah. like, it was you know you know a white person's complexion but he, he spray painted all white and like he cut eyebrows out and made eye thing a little bigger but because you remember that movie was a low budget movie they only had 300,000 mm-hmm. so they did a lot of shit themselves mm. they stopped selling that William Shatner mask and that's why when you look at all the movies that's why they the masks are always mask. different yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> they don't make them no more. So, yeah. <laughs> dude, I thought that shit was so funny because I was like, "Yo, there's been some trash masks." Michael oh, Myers. Yes, remember we we posted it up on the. I think we posted it on the Viewers Anonymous page with the different. Um, every year he had the, the the weird mask, and I think I it was what like ninety was it ninety two, and like two thousand two or something where they drew the eyebrows on them. Dude, oh that yeah, shit crazy, bro. That shit wild. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's what it was. So I learned a lot of uh behind the scenes stuff, and like I said, I did. They did one on Nightmare on M Street. So when we get to that point of the podcast, man, I learned I learned some new shit about about that as well. So that's what I've been watching, man. I've been watching uh, uh the movies that made us on Netflix. That's what's up, bro. So, um, me, man, listen, I I am super excited about this actually because um, I have been fucking waiting for this to come out. On and I don't know how long, but season eleven of Curb Your Enthusiasm has been released. Season, I'm sorry, episode one came out last Sunday. I watched it. Straight comedy as usual. Larry David, he did it again. Um, I'm not sure if this is the last season, but let me tell you something, man. If you want to get a good laugh, Kirby Enthusiasm is the one. It, it's everything about it is genius. It, it got comedy from everywhere, from every culture, from from every race. It's just it, it's nonstop laughs. I understand why people love Seinfeld so much. Mm-hmm. So for Larry David to be as good as he was just writing and directing and creating science well, being the co-creator of Seinfeld and then to turn around and take that <laughs> and basically ramp it up into his own show and make that funny as well. Like that just lets you know how great Larry David is like for, for him to have two classics under his belt, the way he does. And I mean, like, I'm not talking about just like classics. I mean like knockout classics. Like if 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 you was if you know how they do like the top ten dunks of all time, 
Yeah. Like he would be on that list twice. That's how that's how good these joints are. He would be on that list twice. Everybody knows Seinfeld. Seinfeld is is a genius show. Um but Kirby Enthusiasm is on that same plane. And it's out on HBO uh, HBO Max. See uh, the episode, the first episode is out. Second episode comes out this Sunday. I'm excited about it. Also, Insecure is back out as well. The last and final season. And Issa Rae, another genius, man. She she doing her thing. I just want to say I did watch that first episode mm-hmm. uh Insecure. So, you know what I'm saying? Good start. Did you like it? Yeah, like I've been hearing people talking about this. I mean, look, I'm not in that world, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> the AKA thing, yeah. some people are upset about that, which I didn't understand. But then I heard it broke down from a different perspective, and it's like, okay, I still don't get it. Like, well, the thing about the Divine Nine, and anybody that don't know what the Divine Nine is, those are the HB. Well, those are the Black sororities and fraternities. I think I said sororities and fraternities. So um, about those, it's it's real coveted amongst, you know what I'm saying, HBCUs and basically just, you know what I'm saying, like black culture. And so if anybody had watched the show from its inception, um, I think in like somewhere in season one, they were talking about how uh, Molly and I forgot, uh, it's not Kelly. I forgot what Amanda Seals' character's name is, but basically those two are AKAs. They mentioned it, you know what I'm saying? They mentioned it a bunch of times. They talk about it throughout the, you know what I'm saying, show. Um, so I guess the beef was because, you know what I'm saying, they were wearing the colors and I guess kind of wearing the symbol or the letters or whatever. Well, my thing is is that knowing a little bit about uh, frats and sororities, um, you have to license that. that. That has to be licensed. Like, you can't just use that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's been a bunch of uh different movies and everything else that have either had to create a fake fraternity or, you know what I'm saying, get the, you know what I'm saying, the permission basically to, you know, use the real ones. And so for the fact that um, you know what I'm saying, she they're I guess they're not actually a part of the uh, sorority, so you know what I'm saying, a bunch of people got up in arms about it, but my thing is is that they licensed it out. So, I mean, they had to have permission to use it because if not, they could be sued. So, you know what I'm saying? I think that it should be taken up with the actual, um, the heads of the sorority, not so much the people of the show. But you know what I'm saying? People people <laughs> want to be outraged or something, man. Yeah, dude. They People are saying that Michael Myers is homophobic now. Oh, talk to me about this. How? Because of how he killed <laughs> Little John and Big John. That's funny. Dude, so because you like, killed two gay men, that he he, dude, I man, I am so. Well, yeah, sick of, Toby too, because he kills straight people all the time. That's so I'm saying, dude. One movie got two groups outraged. They was outraged about the firefighters. Now they're outraged saying that he. I got a question. This is totally off topic. So, <laughs> if you don't like gay people, you homophobic, right? And then yeah. if you don't like trans people, you're transphobic. What happens when you don't like lesbians? What are you then? That's tough because I don't know nobody who don't like lesbians. That's my point, bro. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> nobody complains about lesbians. Nobody. That... I've never heard people complain about lesbians. I'm talking about like from, from all walks of life. Ain't nobody has ever complained about lesbians. 
I've never heard one complaint. That's crazy. I just I was just thinking that just popped up in my mind. Like, <laughs> damn, like what do you call people who hate lesbians? I thought about it like, well, who hates lesbians? I don't know. But nobody hates lesbians, man. Shout out to the lesbians. I know, right? Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm they, with them. They they doing it right, man. They I, I swear they I've never heard lesbians get attacked. None of that. I mean, you know, I've heard like comics make jokes about like I don't, I don't even think you can say studs anymore. Masculine lesbians. I guess I, I just say that man. be safe. I've heard like jokes be made about like masculine lesbians, but I've never heard like any backlash or anything like that. Like nobody liking lesbians. Like even masculine lesbians, like they still get you know what I'm saying, like praise and everything. I'd be jealous of the yeah. fucking way they dress too. They, they be, be styling on me, boy. I'm telling you, they do it the best. But I gotta say it, man. Drake said it the best. Girls like girls where I'm from. Apparently that's everywhere. I'm a lesbian too. Let's be honest. Drake is on time, yo. <laughs> this month, the girl like girls more from you a lesbian than me too. Yeah. Like, but this dude, man, I'm telling you. Drake, Drake the man, man. He the man. But uh yeah, I I, I watched first time. I've been I've been watching Insecure, man, you know, the whole time it's been on. Um, you know what I'm saying? Got a little shocker at the end of it. Uh, I was about to say the wrong word because we don't say that word on here, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, the last time we seen Issa, Issa and Lawrence was cool. That was kind of rekindling the thing, uh, and then the man. first episode, she, man, she she's like, "Yeah, I'm like, man, listen, don't get this, don't take this the wrong way. Listen, I love, I love women, I love girls, I love them all, but man, listen, man, y'all be confusing, man. Like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't even know, I don't even know what you want because it's like." It seemed like she'd been wanting Lawrence back. And it's like, did she get him back? And now she's like, nah, you know what? Maybe you should go home. It's like, 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 like what's going on? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I felt bad for Lawrence, man. I really did. I, you know what? I do too, man, because it's like, my guy done did everything in his power to make this woman happy. Okay. Like, literally, he done did everything in his power to make this woman happy. And it just seemed like he just can't. Get a W, man. I know, man. Lawrence, Lawrence take a lot of L's, man. A well, lot of L's. he took it. He, I take that back. He did get a W at the in the first season when he um when he smashed, smashed girl, girl at the bank. Facts, facts. But then he get a girl, and then Issa and the girl become real tight. And then mm-hmm. like once she found out that she was the ex, then it got weird. It was just like as it damn, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, even if y'all kicked it off, it's like, yo, but we we been with the same dude, like, you know what I'm saying? You know all the moves, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think that'd be a good environment to be in. So that's crazy. But yeah, man, that's what's up, man. Uh, I will say this before we get started, though. That show okay. you talked about last week about mm-hmm. uh, the Spider Man, not Spider Man, Superman, the Joker shit, and all that. Uh, Injustice, Injustice. Yeah, dude, on my dude, on my job, man. He was like, "Yo, boy, you seeing injustice?" I was like, "Nah." He got to tell. I was like, "Man, my old boy just talked about yeah. that shit." I said, "I'm gonna have to watch it, man." I'm telling you, it's, it's amazing. It. If you if you ever played the game, like I don't know if you play fighting games, nah. but if you ever played the game and the storyline in the game is so fucking good, like I know, like soon as I played it, that's the first thing I did was went to Twitter. Like they need to make an injustice movie. They tried to with the like I said, they tried to with the Batman and Super versus Superman thing. Cause that was kind of like the concept of it, but it just, I don't know, bro. It wasn't the same, but I know when I seen the storyline on justice one, 
And in Justice 2, I was like, yeah, we got to make this happen. We got to oh, make yeah. this happen. I'm a, I'm gonna jump on it, man. I, I'm definitely gonna jump on it, man. If I yeah. can stop myself from watching the Sopranos, man, because Sopranos heating up, man. <laughs> man, I still ain't got into it, man. I got to get into it, man. It's, it's heating up, man. Now I know I, the episode I'm on now, man. Bokeem Bo Woodbine in there, but I had no idea he was in the Sopranos. Oh, Bokeem Woodbine, everything. Yeah, everything, man. Whole legend out here. Nobody talk about it. Hey, man, look, it's some it's some dudes that always get work. Bokeem Woodbine is definitely one of them. He done been in. <laughs> I, I, his credits is crazy. Like I remember yeah. watching something and he was a cop, and I was like. What what is this like? <laughs> like why is Bucking Woodbine in this? Like, but you know what I'm saying. Salute to him, man. He's he's one of the greats, bro. He he's definitely getting work all the time, though, man. It's good yeah. to see him though. He's a great actor. Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely. Yeah. All right, man. So now we can finally get into it. You know yeah, man. Make, finish track. your point, man. I didn't mean to cut you off, but we no, just... no, no. You good? <laughs> but I'm excited because, man. Listen, um, two things about Wes Craven. You know what I'm saying. Once again, giving him his flowers, bro. Um, I didn't know he was born in August. You know what I'm saying? My man was born August 2nd. Shout out mm-hmm. to the Leos. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Three days before me. Then, come to find out, my man from Cleveland. Cleveland. Oh, yep. my goodness. He's a he's a Buckeye. I didn't now, know. How you, how, whoa, but that ain't Columbus. How you going to say he a Buckeye? Whoa, wait a minute. The buck I just ain't see. That's this is what I be talking about, man. I be having to talk to <laughs> out of staters. Y'all don't know nothing. Man, Ohio, might, Ohio is the Buckeye State. He might okay, but I was just saying he might be uh, a Cleveland State fan. That don't but stop they, him from being a Buckeye. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Buckeye State, bro. That's why. That's why we're called the Ohio State Buckeyes because it's the Buckeye State. That's that's what we do. Buckeyes are here in Ohio. Can't get them nowhere else. Man, this guy with the D. I don't know if that's a fact. Don't don't quote me on that. You might want to <laughs> Google it, but I'm just gonna ride with that one. I ain't never heard nobody else have a buckeye outside of Ohio, so we're gonna ride with that one. Yeah, y'all might y'all might be the only ones, man. Y'all might be the only ones. Cause I, I have not heard that anywhere else. But I mean, that ain't that ain't always something to be proud of, though. Cause you know what I'm saying? Don't nobody got the uh got the got the sooner. Thing either, and we all know that's a racist term. But oh yeah, that's different. No, Buckeyes is like they, that's a it's a nut from a tree. So I'm cool with that. Yeah, <laughs> we can ride with that one. And it's also it's also a delicious treat of chocolate and peanut butter. If you ever had one, you'd love it. Oh yeah, that's, that's right down my field right there. Yeah, I take a Buckeye over a Reese's any day. All right, now you're going too far. No, see, you ain't never had a Buckeye. That's what I'm telling you, man. I mean, I haven't, but I haven't, but hey, got to get you one, bro. Hey, bro, I ride with Reese's, but I'm telling you, bro, I'm good to eat a Buckeye. You eat a Buckeye, you're like, God damn, I need more of these. I'm telling you, right? I'm gonna have to try. I'm gonna have to try one day. Yeah, man. uh, Yeah, man. He, uh, I, I I seen, I seen it myself. Uh, you know. Also, I was about to say first and foremost, but we've been going for uh, over 20 minutes. Yeah. But, you know, rest in peace to him as well, yeah. man. You know, yeah. we lost him in 2015. Mm-hmm. But uh, he he left a legacy behind. He left yeah. a, a great legacy behind. And uh, a lot of a lot of films, man. He has a lot of credits, uh, producing, mm-hmm. writing, acting. But the one thing that I did want to say was something that I had absolutely no idea. About well, the first thing that he have credit on is uh, the last house on the left. Yep. 
And I've never seen the original, but I've seen the remake, which he I've was seen the remake too. That's yeah, he remake. was a producer. Yeah, that shit was wild as fuck. Yeah. Um, but he was a producer on it. Um, but I will say the first one, <laughs> it was a very low budget, and mm-hmm. the graphics was terrible. <laughs> It was so because they showed I mean, it was like, 1972, man. Yeah, yeah, and they showed like a uh like a clip of it, and it was like a hand or something that hit the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like dude, it looks it so looked like bad. a hand off a mannequin. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> so after that, he did so I had no idea. Mm-hmm. This dude did an X-rated film, man, called the Firework Woman. And he wrote it and directed it. Wow. And, and I had no idea this dude did a dirty movie. Had to be in like the 70s or the 80s. 75. Yeah. That was that was, that was the time. That was the time everybody was kind of doing them joints. Yeah, man. And I had no idea. And then they was talking about how his family was very religious. He came from, you know, a, a family that that was, you know what I'm saying? They wouldn't approve of it. So what he did right. is he changed his name mm-hmm. for that movie. It's it's uh it's like Abe Snake or something like that. That's uh, you know what pornos have the <laughs> easiest name. It was ever. well, I might not be Especially pronouncing it right. It's is I don't know if he pronounced it Abe Snake or something. No, it's it's A-B-E. Yeah, that's Abe. Yeah. And yeah. and yeah, so the the writing, the writing credits and everything. Mm-hmm. It's that name because he didn't want his parents to know yeah. that he had something to do with it. That's and he was in the movie, but he was in it for like a second. And he was like, he had on like a disguise and shit. I mean, he didn't mm-hmm. fuck nobody. But like, you know, he was just like in it for a second. And then, you know, kind of like a cameo joint. Right. And then they kept going. But I thought that shit was hilarious. I was like, yo, this motherfucker really <laughs> changed his name. Amen. So his parents wouldn't know that he has something to do with the dirty. That's movie. hilarious. They probably had a character in there with a chick named like Fuzzy Beaver or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe having some wild names. Oh well, but, hey, I was a like, seventy-five. That's a lot what of I'm fuzz. saying. That's what that's what I'm saying. Fuzzy Beaver, bro. <laughs> a lot of fuzz, but I'm telling you, bro. I don't know if anybody seen one of those old flicks, but hey, but I found one of my mama old ones back in the day, but. Mm-hmm. Man, Let me tell you something. Oh man, I know it. Afros everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> um, literally everywhere. Yeah. Uh, this is the most interesting thing that I've also found out about him. Um, he has a lot of fucking remakes. Mm-hmm. That lets you know just how many classics he has. It goes from The Last House on the Left, The Hills Have Eyes, mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, dude has. And it's a couple more, but dude has some. He has a lot of remakes. Yeah, because the thing is, the the writing <clears throat> that he had was, it was very different. And he has an ability that I wish that I had, mm-hmm. like to be able to have your dream and then wake up and write it and actually yeah. turn that shit into a film. I thought that was really dope about him, and um. I mean, I don't know how structured we're going to be today, but like while we on this, so I was, you know, I mentioned I watched the uh, the the movies that made us joint and I watched it mm-hmm. on Nightmare on M Street. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was Indonesia, I believe. Mm-hmm. 
But there was a thing going on in the early 80s, around 82, something like that. There were people that were actually dying in their dreams. Oh, really? Right? That's where he got the whole concept from. Like, mm -hmm. there was, like, studies. Like, people was going over there to see, like, what was going on with these people. Because they was like, these people are dying, but they're dying in their sleep. Mm -hmm. And so then, like, they did this study, and they was like, yo, these people are obviously dreaming about something, and they're dying in their sleep from their dream. Right. So <laughs> Wes Craven came up with the idea of, like, yo, what if I make a horror movie about a guy that kills you in your sleep and you die in real life? That's where he got the idea from, was from these people. Like I said, I could be wrong. It, it, it could have been India. I forgot. I feel like right. it was Indonesia. But, like, that's where he got the idea from Freddy. But the thing is, so check this out. The name Freddy Krueger was a dude that used to torment him when he was a kid. Mm. <laughs> so he named <laughs> the character Freddy Krueger from the dude who used to beat him up when he was a kid. Oh, wow. <laughs> man, that shit is crazy, that's man. crazy, man. You know what, though? Like, Cause you we cause you just have brought up Freddy Krueger, but the Nightmare on Elm Street um, franchise and Wes Craven, just to give you know what I'm saying like credit to his genius. Not only were those some of the best horror movies, and of course you know everybody knows Freddy is in the top five of slashers. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You got Jason, Mike Myers. Mm -hmm. Um, Freddy Krueger, Chucky, and damn, who would you put as a fifth? I mean, come on, man! I already did a did list, man. Candyman. You put Candyman in there? I was gonna say, I was gonna say Leatherface. If if you want, I mean, it's slashing something. Um, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, but man, the way that that man, the way that hook go on your spine, boy, and go up, man. I'm that's telling true, you, man. bro. But but. I mean, we we'll talk, we'll yeah. talk about that later. We we'll talk. We'll get yeah, that yeah, but yeah, I see. I see where you're going. But yeah, Freddie yeah. was definitely in my top. Like, yeah, I think he Freddie made, was three. Freddie is iconic. But yeah. if you go back, like, and and if I don't know if um if you even remember during like Halloween, you they used to have a one eight hundred number you can call and like Freddie would be on the phone. What the fuck? No, I don't remember that. You don't remember that. Hold uh -uh. On, I'm, about to, I'm about to see if I can find it. Um, but yeah, like um, there was a there was like this um, there was like this this like marketing thing that they would do where you can call and um, literally talk to Fred. They had a commercial for it and everything. Oh, bro. wait a minute! I do remember that shit. They did it with uh. They did it with like Disney characters too, with this number where you could call and like talk to Mickey Mouse and shit. Now that I don't, I don't know nothing about. I that. think I remember something about that back in like the nineties and shit. Okay, but this one right, it was one nine hundred eight six zero four Fred, and you can literally call it, and Freddy Krueger voice would be on the other line, like trying to scare you and shit. It was crazy. I mean, of course, you know, it was like an automated voice message. Yeah, but it was just like I was just thinking back to how creative that was to have that, you know what I'm saying? Like that, to use that number as a, a marketing tool to basically, you know what I'm saying? Talk about uh, 
you know what I'm saying, Nightmare on Elm Street movies and and then, you know what I'm saying, the, to help the popularity rise of it. And then, like, I think about how um, I think about how he's done that throughout, you know what I'm saying, basically time. Because, like, if you think about it, if you if you even want to extend it to a top 10, he's got two characters in there that are all time slashers. He got Freddy Krueger and then he got um, what's the, the, the like screen? Ghostface? Dude? Ghostface. Yeah. Like, bro, like who has that under their belt? Dude, not only that, but like he. So he has that as a franchise, right? So he got yeah. he got uh Scream, yep. with a lot of people thought he was done. Yeah. And then when Scream came out in 96, it fucked everybody up. Yeah. But so Hill has eyes, remember? Because he had yep. two. That's three. So it's like now, um, the last house on the left, they just remade it. But like yep. for for <clears throat> one director to have that many of them, it's crazy. And yeah. for all of them, the, the the hit, you know what I'm saying? All mm-hmm. smashes. Like, that don't really happen. And so another thing that was dope about the Nightmare on M Street joints, which I, I got to mention this. So he only directed two of them. Okay. He directed the first one and New Nightmare. But he mm-hmm. wrote and he was a producer for all the other joints, like right. the two, three, four, and five. So, but what was dope, about that, uh, the thing the movie that made us was so he was having some issues with uh shooting and stuff because, like, it was a low budget movie as well. Uh, the mm-hmm. first one, so guess who he reached out to to help him shoot a couple of scenes because there was some payment issues and he had backed out for a minute because he wasn't gonna get paid, and like, so it was a whole bunch of shit going on, but. This dude reached out to Sean Spielberg. Cunningham. Uh, I was about to say, like, Spielberg <laughs> and George Lucas. I was about to say, this nigga's nah, the man. Nah, nah. <laughs> but let me tell people who Sean Cunningham is. Mm-hmm. Sean Cunningham is the creator of Friday the 13th. Genius. So he actually shot some of the scenes for Nightmare on Street after he did Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th came out, the first one came out in 82. 82? No, 80. Mm-hmm. Came out in 1980. And then that's another strange fact. Did you know that Jason is basically a ripoff of Michael Myers? Yeah, everybody know that. I'm like, yo, this shit is like genius. the same nigga with Dude. a different mask. Yeah. Only difference, only difference is like Jason is like dead or some shit like that. Yeah. And 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 it's like for to hear a, a, a creator just say, like, dude, they got this dude, they, he did the whole interview. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, he said, we came up with Jason by the whole, but this is the thing. It wasn't supposed to be a sequel. It was supposed right. to be the first one. It was supposed to be the mom and it was supposed to be over because they had two endings. Mm-hmm. So the first ending was just the girl just sitting out there in the boat in the lake and then boom, it's over. But then somebody was like, yo, what if we just have a kid come out the lake and pull her in the water mm-hmm. and then it just turns out to be like this dream and then that created the whole thing of Jason and that's right. how, and then they came up with Jason by, he said, look, he said Halloween became a hit so we just ripped off Halloween and just made our guy more vicious and he was dead. I was like, Pretty damn, nice. so you, you just gonna straight up just say you just stole their idea? 
I mean, like, but it, it was it was a lot of that shit going on. So I'm not really yeah. surprised about that. But I mean, like, yeah, every every if you if you watch horror movies as even as a casual, you know what I'm saying, viewer, you could tell that Jason and Michael Myers are the same thing. Jason is just like the zombie version of Michael Myers. Yeah. And then like he all and then like what I love, and, and man, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna share something with you and the people well, you already know, but like mm-hmm. obviously. I'm, I love cinema, and mm-hmm. it'd be great to be able to write a script and do a lot of things like right. in that nature. But just to see how these people do a lot of the same shit I do, because like I would watch something and be like, "Damn, I would love to do that." Like in my mm-hmm. movie. So you remember the scene where uh, I don't remember his name in the movie, but when Johnny Depp died, when he got pulled down into the bed, and then all that blood started shooting up. That was. Nightmare on Elm Street. The first one. It was the, yeah, first, it one. the first or the second one, yeah. It was the first one. Okay. And like he went into the bed and that blood started squirting up. Right. They basically got that blood idea and the like what where it's originated from is the shining. Okay. And all of that blood started yeah, like it came, yeah, it came out the doors and stuff. It's like that's where he got the idea from, and I was nice. just like, "Yo, like, man, I was like, I would love to do some shit like that." But man, it's great, man. You would love it, man. I, I know yeah. we're doing West Craven, but like, I'm so uh, <clears throat> yeah, we're spending a lot of time on that. But like, Scream. Mm-hmm. People thought West Craven was done at this point. Yeah, and like for him to come out with Scream and and just from where the thing is. Uh, Scream is a phenomenon, but I think that people started to like to get tired of it, which I mean I didn't I fuck with all the screams, to be honest with you. I, I, I do think the fourth one though is just like, come on, man, you telling well, me. But by one. that time the hype died down. Yeah, because it's you, like what a lot of people <clears throat> what a lot of people don't remember is Scream, when you say phenomenon, like that's really undercutting it. Like that shit was a little bit bigger than a phenomenon. Like, yeah. In the 90s, there weren't too many, especially it, it came out with 96. 96, yeah. 96. In 96, there weren't too many like super scary movies or even having like slashers like that. This mm-hmm. was his, to me, I feel like at least like this was his attempt to get back that classic horror slasher film, uh, horror slasher um, feel. So like, if you think about what Scream was at the time, it had all the elements of, you know, saying those classic slasher horror movies. It had, you know, I'm saying the killer that nobody knew what was going on. It had the killer that could catch everybody. Then it had, you know, what I'm saying like the and they really weren't even teens. They were like young adults for real, for real. But, you know, what I'm saying they had they had the young adults. And then, you know, what I'm saying with the with the youthful look, um, then they had the. You know what I'm saying? All the super suspense. If you think if you remember the 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 music was, you know what I'm saying, right on point with everything. So I mean, like he just basically took that recipe and kind of added just a tweak of maturity to it. And I mean, like it, it did everything because I believe the only one that was closest to this was I be, I uh, I'm about to say I remember. I know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. I think that came out in '98. I think 98, 98, 99. Yeah, so like there. around the time like when Scream comes out, this is the this is the only one of its of its kind at the point. I mean at, at that point in time. It wasn't really too many other movies that was doing it in that classic fashion. And then even with um 
even with I know what you did last summer, it still wasn't that same, you know what I'm saying? Like it still wasn't that. It still had some elements missing of it. But this one had like all of the all of the elements of, you know what I'm saying, those old movies. And I think that's what made it so good at the time. And then to come out with a two and a three, and then to, you know what I'm saying, not only do that, but actually reveal who the killer was. You know what I'm saying? Like it, he he threw some things in there that really made it hit, and then it became a, a a real big phenomenon for real. Like that that motherfucker hit, bro. Yeah, man. You know, and and, and shout out to Ben Willis. You know what I'm saying? I mentioned him when I did my Slasher episode, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, like what I what was great about Scream was I felt that the writing was good. Yeah, and and to put the reason in it because I, one thing that really I ain't gonna say it blew me away, but like it was just you know high end with a continuous story. Mm-hmm. In the third one, when not Cotton, well, uh, uh, I forget what, what the dude's name was, but it turned out the dude ended up being a brother. Yeah, and then like it was so great for them to to go back to the. The very beginning and started giving you more on her mom because like mm-hmm. all we knew of her mom was like yo she was cheating on, on her dad like that's mm-hmm. all we really knew but then it throw the whole factor of like to explain why her boyfriend ended up trying to kill her in the first one was because mm-hmm. his dad ended up fucking around with her and he had video of that shit yeah I'm like <clears throat> yo I was like man I ain't even see this shit coming like at all. Yep. Like that shit just it was it was just really good. And I and I think that people don't give Wes Craven his 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 flowers when it comes down to creating the story and make all that shit connect the way that it did. Now, like right. I said, the fourth one, all right, man, y'all need to chill. And yeah. it was just like, man, you telling me this hundred five pound girl going around killing people is like Nah, Mom. don't do that. And then nah, it ended up do being a niece, man. No, nope, don't do that because when I said that shit about no, um, I was Sweet with Girl, you. Okay, I was about to say because when I did that shit with Sweet Girl, I was getting flack for that shit, man. It wasn't you, but I got some flack for that shit. So, <laughs> so anybody funny. that agree with him, you better not be one of them people that was telling me <laughs> that old girl could possibly do all that shit. But um, yeah, man, like he really made that. He really made that like uh. A, a, not even just a cult classic, but like really, that was like a cultural thing at the time. Like, I think that was one of the highest selling Halloween masks at one point in time. And then they even they even had the ones with like where you could squeeze the little heart at the bottom and the blood. And come the down blood. Face. Man, my son had one of those. Yeah, they had the glow in the dark joints. I mean, like, I think that's still probably one of the highest selling costumes to this day. Like, people want to be Ghostface. People love Ghostface. So for them to be able for him to be able to come back with you know what i'm saying scream and basically get back in the limelight of horror in the midst of you know what i'm saying coming off of freddie um with <clears throat> with what he did you know what i'm saying with freddie even though to me i feel like you know what i'm saying he kind of he kind of took it all the way at the pinnacle with freddie because Freddie became, you know what I'm saying, a, a cultural icon too, because they had like the fat boys with Freddie. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the fat boys at the time was one of the biggest hip hop, you know what I'm saying, uh stars at the time. Um, 
or one of the biggest hip hop groups at the time. Will Smith did a song, you know what I'm saying? Talk about it's a nightmare on my street. Like, bro, <laughs> like Freddy Krueger was the shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for him to come back and then get that back with Ghostface, they was doing all kind of spoofs about it on, you know what I'm saying? Like Mad TV, Saturday Night Live, um, scary movie uh parodies, you know what I'm saying? Ghostface was was the was you know what I'm saying, the whole phone yep. call thing. Like he he has these moments, and I mean like like lasting moments to where like he has basically stamped his footprint in the horror genre. And not only that, man, to come out with one of the, I ain't going to say the greatest, but one of the greatest comma slash horror slash like, what field do I want to put it in? Like comedy, horror, vampire movie with vampires in Brooklyn, my guy. Yeah, another classic, another classic. You know what I'm saying? To and to do that in between a new he do a new nightmare mm-hmm. in ninety eight. No, no, wait, not ninety eight. Not wait a minute, it wasn't ninety eight. Um ninety four. Ninety four. And then ninety five come with Vampires in Brooklyn and then come with Scream in ninety six. Yeah. And Scream two in ninety seven. Yeah. Like this dude man, listen. Vampires in Brooklyn, yo. If y'all have not seen this, y'all need to watch this. Like, <laughs> yo, I mean, don't get me wrong. The graphics are terrible. You know what I'm saying? When, when, when my man from a different world start falling apart. Like, <laughs> Dean, looks Dean terrible, but, Yeah. Like, it, it looks terrible now. But yeah. in the 90s, that shit, that shit was dope, man. Like, But it was know, such a, it was such a great, it was such a great movie only because, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the time... Eddie Murphy was still, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was that guy. Yeah, and Yeah, John Witherspoon. Like, just the cast alone. And then not even not even that, just the fact that this is a black movie. Yeah. Like, for, for Wes Craven to do something like that just lets you know how great his vision is. Because people still talk about this movie, and they say that this is, like, at the top of Eddie Murphy's movie. So, I mean, like, yeah. it, you know what I'm saying? Once again, he's done some great stuff. Like, and then to find out that he did a year on the Twilight Zone as a director. Yeah. Like, he, like I said, he he's a, he's really a, a horror icon, bro. Like, to be directing and writing for and producing for the Twilight Zone, which was, which in, is in, in itself iconic, you know what I'm saying? Not just in horror, but just in television history. You know what I'm saying? This is one of the greatest TV shows to ever be made. So for him to have even been a part of that just lets you know just how well he, you know what I'm saying, has cultivated this genre in itself. Yeah, and then I don't know how normal this is, but for also to be the producers on like the remakes of his movies, like Hill Has Mm -hmm. Eyes, Hill Has Eyes 2 and Last House on the Left. Like, I think the only way to really get it right and to get their vision, because the thing mm-hmm. is, if you've seen, I haven't seen them, like, in full, but I've seen bits and pieces of the first Hill Has Eyes versions yeah. that came out in the 70s. Obviously, the graphics are, you know what I mean? They're what they, what they were at that time. Mm-hmm. But for him to be able to do them in 2007 and um, 2006, 
for him to be able to have the, the makeup and, and the CGI and all that type shit to be able to come back and do them because the ones that came out in the 2000s, those things are awesome. Like, yeah, they really are. Really. And, and that uh, uh, Last House on the Left. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's really, really, really good. And I, I just think that that's dope, man, for uh, him to come back and be a part of the part of the new ones and the remakes. But like this dude, man, you you look at his career, man. It's just it's impeccable. Like, don't get me wrong. There's some movies in there that I don't know. Oh no, but... even even the ones that like even the ones that weren't, you know, what I'm saying on that level of The Hills Have Eyes or a Scream or Freddy. You know what I'm saying? You still got it. Like you said, we brought up Vampire in Brooklyn. You still got Dracula 2000. You know what I'm saying? Like, you still got Wishmaster. Um, yep. You still got uh, the people under the stairs. How can we go over that one? I forgot all about the people under the stairs. Like, he has, he still, the, and don't get me wrong, like, people under the stairs is a classic. Dracula 2000, that's a classic. Like, he still has these he still has these movies that even though they're not like franchise, like the others, they still have that longevity, you know what I'm saying? In, in Hollywood. Yep. And like, uh, you know, him being a writer of, you know, Freddie versus Jason. Oh man. Um, I know that know. was like the, that was like the dream collab right there, man. It, it was like, you know, We've always wanted to see like slashes go up against each other, and like mm-hmm. that was really like the first time you take two really really big slashes and put them put them in the same film. Mm-hmm. Even though it was because we did an episode on it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People go go back in the archives, man. We got a lot of shit in there. We did a yeah. Freddy vs Jason episode, and I just talked about my disappointment. And, and now you can see Wes Craven. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, man. Freddy was whipping Jason ass, man. I ain't like that too much, man. But I Jason like, got the Jason kind of got the best of him at the end. He chopped his head off. He did. Or so, he did. Or so we thought, you know, so, so we thought we he killed him. Yeah, and it was just like, come on, man. He's, he's getting the best of him, man. And um, but yeah, like as far as far, I mean, I know like the the new modern guys. Like a lot of people like to say, like it's probably like somebody like Eli Roth, um, uh, Jason Bloom, man. A lot of people mm-hmm. he. he it's like every horror movie that comes out now, Jason Bloom's a part of it. Well, so, I was gonna say my man M Night Shyamalan, but nah, nah, I, I, I don't think. Malignant. Yeah, like I, I don't think, I don't think. No, he didn't do Malignant. Who M Night Shyamalan? Yeah, he didn't do that. That was uh, I swear he did. That was that was the other dude, uh, James Hahn. Oh, James Wan. Yeah, never mind. Well, it looked like M. Night Shyamalan did. Because <laughs> I'm blaming him anyway. Hey, and, and that's another guy. That's another guy. Um, Look, he, yes, he fucked up Malignant. Mm-hmm. But he gave us the Conjuring Universe. Facts. He gave us the Saws. Facts. Um, what was the other joint? He gave us another. Damn, man. We, hold on, man. We might. He might be the, the guy on? that we could. Because when you think about, look, I'm, I'm just saying, dude, when you think about the shit that he was a part of. Okay, now now I will give I will give you Saw, but I'm going to be honest with you. The Conjuring universe, I don't think that's, I don't think that's as big as, I don't think that's as big as we think it is. Only because, like, us being fans of it is different. 
So you know what I'm saying? We in tune with it. Like we we watching for it. Okay. Insidious. He did both insidious. Okay. I wasn't that, you know what I mean? It was Remember, all, they was they was all right. He did Dead Silence. Nah, I'm not a fan of Dead Silence. Man, well, you gave it a guy rated. No, it was a good movie, but I'm still not a fan of it, bro. I'm sorry. But like, I mean, and that's what shit that he directed. But I mean, producers are a little different. But like, I'm just saying, man, you know, you know, he was he was a producer. I mean, this ain't no horror, but he was a producer on uh Mortal Kombat. The new one or the old one? The new one. Uh, uh he was a producer on uh Annabelle, the curse of uh La Laona. The Nun. I mean, yeah, I'm all, that's all the Conjuring universe. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's what I'm saying. Demonic, like he, like I'm just saying. I'm not saying he's West Craven. I mean, he you got know, a case. I'm not saying he's West Craven. No, no, but, you know what I'm saying he got a case. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he got it, like the curse for for what it was, bro. The Curse of La Llorona was actually a good movie. The Nun was great. Like to me, I think that might be one of the best ones out of all of them. Yeah, like I, I'm just saying for like for people that you can mention in mm-hmm. his realm, yeah, like you know those 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 awesome people, man. So we was left in good hands, man. There there are a lot of good people, um, and and I think they're getting better because there was a time when the horror movies was was like trash, and it's yeah. like now it's starting to pick back up. But to have the mind and because like the thing, this is the thing, the the shit that he done, he created this shit. There was no such thing as Freddy Krueger before him. Exactly. There wasn't. There wasn't a such thing as Ghost Ghostface before right. him. Right. So, and he had been in that in '96. So yeah. people had time to figure this shit out, you know. So, and then not only that, the reason he brought Sean Cunningham in mm-hmm. to help him shoot some scenes for Nightmare on Elm Street was because he actually helped out. With the first Friday the Thirteenth for mm-hmm. Sean Cunningham, right? Like it's not in his credits, but mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying. But he went in, kind of helped out Doing here some, and like, there. Advisory work, yeah, yeah. But see, that's that's what I'm saying. That's why I said like for for Freddie and Jason to come out at that time, that had to be a dream collab because like this is you know what I'm saying like this is something that they've been making since the late 70s early 80s and then to exactly. finally get a movie where both of them are on there. Not only are both of them on there. You know what I'm saying? Like they actually get a chance to have these characters, you know what I'm saying? Like go back and forth with each other. Like that had to be um you know what I'm saying? Like that that had to be like super gratifying to be able to even see that come to life. Because like nobody would have like as many times as people have created the scenarios and if Jason and Mike was to go at it or if Mike and Freddie was, you know what I'm saying? Like we've always, you know what I'm saying, talked about it amongst you know what i'm saying ourselves as fans but to actually have that on film to actually see that project come to life is totally different and i uh, to me is it's one of those movies that's always going to um it's always going to be in that realm of, of horror as you know what i'm saying one of the one of the great movies it wasn't as great as it could have been but it's just because of you know what i'm saying the just because of the weight of each you know what i'm saying franchise it, it just made it what it was to me True, true, and now now that I remembered that, and like, look, I never would have known that if I didn't watch that thing. 
Mm-hmm. And to to see that he worked with Sean Cunningham back in the day, then he returned a favor and helped him out with that. Now it makes sense for it to be Jason. Because, like, you be seeing stuff where it's like, yo, what if Michael Myers and Jason fall? Exactly. It's like, yeah, but, like, it don't really <clears throat> make sense, you know? Because they're the same, like, yeah, the same person. Yeah, and it's like, now it's like, oh, okay, now I get it. So, man, listen, this dude is a straight-up genius. He, uh... His work is going to always be out there. And then the way that he did Freddy, which at some point, like, everything can't be remade. Like, let, let's get that out there. Let's True. get that out there. Pe- people need to know this. Everything cannot be remade. What's so difficult about Freddy and what makes Freddy different from everybody? Mm-hmm. Well, really, when it comes to the main two slashes, which we already mentioned, which is Michael Myers and Jason. Both of them don't talk, and both of them got a mask. Exactly. Freddy, he don't have a mask. It's his face, but it's just burnt, and mm-hmm. he talks through the whole shit. So it's like, you can't really redo it because Robert England is Freddy. Thanks. Like, that's all it is to it. There's nothing, there's no way around it. Like, you cannot reduplicate Freddy because he was too much of a character. Mm-hmm. And for him to take Robert England, who was I mean, really at this time, he wasn't really nobody. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he was in this one show, but he was like uh, he was, you know, he was a comedian factor type of thing in this one mm-hmm. show. And they, you know, they brought him in because number one, I mean he was cheap and they didn't really have a lot of money. But at the same time, it was like, this dude, you want to talk about somebody like owing a life to somebody? Mm-hmm. Robert England kind of owes his life to Brett Quaver because. And I'm sure, he, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he definitely feels that way. Because yeah, I mean, like, he said it. He said yeah. it. He was like, yo, I'm, I'm really, he was like, I'm nothing without, yeah. without, you know what I'm saying? Wes Craven. Yeah. I mean, because like, even if you think about how, even in movies that don't have anything to do with, Freddy or the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, any of that. Like he's in those movies making cameos. You know what I'm saying? Like even on even on TV shows during horror specials, he'll be in like a couple TV shows doing cameos just because he is that iconic actor who played that role. Like so yeah, like I I I can definitely see him saying that for sure. And I'm about I know I'm about to embarrass myself. I I think it's called a a paradox, I think, but what Wes Craven did with New Nightmare, people don't understand how great New Nightmare was, right? Because for number one, it was the twenty anniversary, mm-hmm. and then no, was it twenty? No, ten. The ten, okay, ten year anniversary. But to have a movie within a movie. And to do it the way that he did it, and 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 to switch it over to where Robert England was the one that was having like these dreams of Freddie returning, and like dude, it was just man, fuck the bullshit, man. At some point, we we, we got we got to do new nightmare, man. That that yeah. shit, that shit was just it was it was so good, man. For it it, it was like for me, I could I can equated to Halloween 
1978. Glad we gave him his flowers, man. Because now, like, when you really, really look at the work that he's done, mm-hmm. and to have as many franchises as he has, dope, man. Yeah. Um. Which which one is my favorite one, bro? Was was that three or four? That with uh, the dream catchers. Was that what they was called? I thought Dream Catchers was five. Five? Was it five? That was to me, that was his best work. Man, look, you need to stop. You we're not know, we're not doing this today, man. You already know how we're I not, feel about this movie, bro. You already we're know not how I feel about this today. movie. And listen, and I'm and, and this is and I'm not and I'm not even joking around. Like I really mean it's like that's my favorite nightmare on Elm Street. And and it's not just because of the funny stuff that I seen later on down the line rewatching it, but to take that story, right, and mm-hmm. to to recreate it, you said that was five? I'm going to double check, but I believe it was five. Okay. But to take that story, right, and then to make it three different times or four different times beforehand and – to create the same scenario over and over again to where it's this guy that nobody can do anything to, nobody can really touch or harm. You really, the only way you can really stop him is to not be afraid. You know what I'm saying? Well, by the time you find out it's too late because it's only like you and three other people left. So to creep re- recreating that four, four, three to four times and then to finally come out with this one to where... No, it was three. I'm sorry. It was three? Okay. Mm-hmm. So to come out with this one, right... And for people and and to have that to where it's now you got a nemesis that he can actually go against. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they they found out how to, you know what I'm saying, how they think they could defeat Freddy and everything else. And they actually got something to go against. And then to like kind of recreate that story in a in a you know what I'm saying, a, a fresh new way. Like I, I think that that's genius. Because like yeah. if you think about it, if you don't know shit about Freddy Cougar. And you know what I'm saying? You just scared of shit. And the next you know, this nigga pop up in your dreams. What the fuck you supposed to do? Yeah. And then you got this. Yeah, you got this group who finally finds out some shit. And they're like, oh, yeah, we know how to get at this motherfucker. And then, you know what I'm saying? You bring that into the story. That's dope, man. Yeah. All you could do what they did in Freddy vs. Jason, where the people would take these pills and they wouldn't dream anymore. So they True. figured out a way. They figured out a way to uh, to do that in in uh, in that. But the, but because but the thing is, it's like what those dudes had to go through to even get that shit because they was getting those pills when they was in um, the facility or whatnot. So yeah, that was like I, man, this guy is one of one of the all time greats, man. Like literally one of the all time greats. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and kick it off. I'm gonna give us because uh, we usually do a top three. Yep. Man. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. This is gonna be a little harder. Uh, well, obviously I just mentioned one. Uh, New Nightmare, man. That's one of them. So I'm gonna go New Nightmare. I I I, I gotta go with the first one, man. I I gotta go with Scream. I gotta go. Um, I gotta go with Scream. Oh, man, 
one more, one more, one more, one more. I mean, damn, man. Am I really going to go vampires in Brooklyn? I mean, I mean, I, I, I got to, I got to, I got to. You know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stick with the horror, man. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go hit. He, I'm gonna go. Hill has eyes too. The the, okay. the, the, the the 2007 one. The remake. Um, yeah. Well, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, no. Let me go back. I'm sorry. Okay. This is it. New Nightmare, Scream, Last House on the Left, the remake. Mm, okay. I'm gonna go. Okay. I'm gonna go with that one because that movie was dope. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. It was. I had that on DVD. Um. So I'm gonna go Vampire in Brooklyn. Okay. Dracula 2000, shout out to Gerard Butler. And then I'm going Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now now listen, Dracula 2000, bro. I remember that. This is this is right before like Gerard Butler hit that hit that star peak row. Yo. Yeah, before 300. That was a great move. You talking about cuz I'm, you know what I'm saying, like when you talk about um, you know what I'm saying, like when you talk about horror movies like I like those classics as well, like you know, Dracula, the Mummy, Swamp Thing, which he actually, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. uh wrote Swamp Thing in '84 too. So, like, you know what I'm saying, Swamp Thing, uh Frankenstein, like those, I watch those as well. Like, I watch horror movies, you know what I'm saying? Like as a kid, I especially did because my mom is, is big on horror movies. So, you know what I'm saying? So to watch Dracula in a way that he did, like in a in a weird way, like he made Dracula cool. Yeah. Like that Dracula 2000, like if anybody has watched that before, like you know, like nigga, Dracula wasn't never that cool. Even the one that had the Brad Pitt dude <laughs> in it. Like when Brad Pitt was in, in uh, one of those things. Interview with vampires. The, so, the joint that he did yeah, with uh, like Tom he Cruise. Ain't, yeah, he couldn't even make vampires cool. So the fact that Gerard Butler, and, and I'm saying cool, but women were saying sexy. So, shout out yeah. to Wes Craven for doing that because that's a that's a tough thing to do. You know what I'm saying? He made he made vampires sexy before Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, salute to him for that, man. Um, but yeah, man, if you guys get a chance, man, check out something Wes Craven has created. You will not be uh, disappointed. Um. And you know what I'm saying? If you got time this weekend, man, binge watch, you know what I'm saying, some of his catalog. Um, so man. We don't have a coming soon yet, people. We don't have um, a coming soon yet. Because we, uh we, we, we were supposed to do this before we started, but we was decided yeah. to get started. Hey man, so listen, just, this, this fright fest is taking everything over, man. This was this was something that we came up with. We was excited to do it, you know what I'm saying? As that is the is the horror man. So I was like, let's roll with it and we we've been on this, so um next week could be a surprise, man. Tune in to find out. Yes, next sir. time on Dragon Ball Z. You know what I'm saying? But um yeah, so um thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Um make sure you follow us on our social medias at viewer nine pod on Instagram and Twitter. Also follow us on Facebook. Um, at VA Pod Watch Group. 
Um, also, if you have a favorite Wes Craven film, if you got a favorite Freddy film, favorite Scream film, whatever the case may be, hit us up on the socials, man, and let us know which one is your favorite. We um, we look forward to that all the time. Um, you can hit me up on um, on Twitter, at Scoots Bronson. You no longer have to follow me on IG because I've been shadow banned, so I don't fuck with IG like that. Um, <laughs> so that I actually might cancel my IG. Um, but you can actually follow me on Twitch at Twitch TV. I'm sorry, twitch.tv slash Scoots Bronson. And, um, make sure you go buy some t-shirts, man. OVOP.storeenvy.com. That's all I got. Yes, sir, man. Y'all can find me at foster 8 on IG and Twitter. Same handle at 28 minutes or less pie on IG. 28 minutes or less on Facebook. Uh, just put out a new pod this week for uh, 28 minutes or less. It was uh, me and BJ. Shout out to her for jumping on the pod with me. Uh, I entitled that where her podcast is called Murder V. Wrote. So go check that out on all major great platforms. <laughs> I Appreciate told her that's that. a great name. I know, man. And, and even I, and I told her, I even said it on the pod, like, yo, the visuals for that joint. Yeah, Hard, man. I that love was, that. That was genius. And, um, you know, I got I got visuals for this one. Um, if y'all people would rather watch it, uh, it's on Stolen Time Podcast Network on YouTube. So, uh, fuck with your boy. For sure, man. Um, also, um, make sure you follow us and um, on all the socials or whatever social platform you use the most. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Um, that way, you can get updated every time we drop an episode. And um, yeah, man, thanks again. So with that being said, like you said, Hollywood, that's a wrap. Cut.